Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Thundercats fans, welcome back to Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, and we have returned another month. And this time, we came prepared. No more Macrets, Macretes, Macrots, David. <laughs> yes, we're actually going to explain both <laughs> episodes. <laughs> and not just, I don't know what we did. Floundering <laughs> through. I don't even know what you would want to call it. I hope you had fun with that episode. We, we, we're kind of, even though we love to just have a good time, we are still hard on ourselves. Ryan really is our technical person. He does take pride in what he's doing. And we do want someone, if they picked up any particular episode, for actually get the gist of what the episodes were about and not be like, what are they talking about themselves or what? So, but anyway, we should have to apologize for that. You love us. We love you. We do. Our bunglers. So, of a certain time, we might record that episode again. Maybe we'll make it a bonus. If, if there's a demand for it, like we said in the last episode, if there's a demand for it, we will bring that to you. But that episode hasn't even come out yet. So this this is from the future, and uh, we hope that you do enjoy it. But I was just listening to a rough edit of it, David, and I'm like, I'm, I'm laughing, but maybe the, maybe the Mikrats were, you know... We're making up for it today with The Rock Giant, which is episode 43 of season one, with the original air date of November 20th of 1985. Thank you, as always, to the Thundercats Wikipedia that we will be using for the synopsis and the trivia, in case we forget, like we often do, what we just watched. So, David, this is described as... A volcano eruption releases the rock giant, a huge lava monster, and Mumra gets the giant to destroy the Thundercats. Wow, okay. I think you probably have a lot to say. I want to get into what Mumra starts out with, but we'll go whatever. What do you think, David? I started off my notes with saying a lovely rainy day of death and destruction on Third Earth. So it opens up where there's this heavy downpour of rain and it's becoming more destructful. And uh, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. <laughs> but it really does deliver the ambiance, which is something that I always say on this show. I love some good ambiance. Give me fog. Give me a storm. Give me the drama. And Mumra was serving it. Yeah, he was. Oh my god. So it opens up where there's this volcanic activity there's rain there's lightning destruction is going on and it actually as the episode progresses it gets more volatile the weather and everything typical of third earth so mumra as usual it's like he's he's got the amber alert he's got the i don't know maybe he maybe alexis set to contact him in case there's some kind of activity because we pan then from the volcanic activity to the ancient spirits of evil totems that all their light eyes are lighting up and then mumra comes out and he's like i guess as fast as he can move his little mummy feet over to the pool <laughs> for view. Storm! And fire! Something evil stars deep inside Earth. This is the best part, because, you know, I'm a music this person. This is my favorite. And he's like, Thunder? Lightning? And then I, of course, want to say, the way you love me is frightening. I better knock on wood. 
baby. No, so so he's like thunder, lightning, storm, storm, fire. <laughs> And a partridge in a pear tree. And he said this, this is the evil, basically, he had a word for this. He was just basically like evil and the elements are all aligning to the perfect storm right now. Waken, sleeping rock giant of the ancient world. He's like, I just paid off my auto loan and I am feeling good about me. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, the sleeping rock giant of the ancient world is how Mumra describes him. So, this is even more ancient. So, is this from First Earth? Or is this so he's, Earth? He does a waking, <laughs> he says, waken sleep rock giant of the ancient world. Now, I have to say, Ryan, that in the current, you know, having gone down the rabbit hole a few times myself in the on TikTok and YouTube, whatever, there there have been many discussions about how NASA stopped exploring the oceans because of the, the scary things they found and that there's water. There's actually they've said there's a there's rivers under or oceans under our oceans and things like that, which leads you to this whole thing about there are things uh, in the deep, in the dark, that we would be very afraid of or that would not go with our current, like, concept of what the world is. You know I'm a, I am am still petitioning for Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster to be real. Like, I am ready for things like that, but that's why you don't want to explore deep into the ocean, David, because Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, a dinosaur could still be alive down there, and I don't want any part of that. <laughs> You called my daughter the Loch Ness Monster? Where is that from? Well, I add love that. Twilight. When he calls her Nessie, because you name Nessie. my daughter the Loch Ness Monster! I think Mumra would probably name something Nessie like that. So, the storm strands the thunder kittens in the forest, David. And I do love that when we cut to Cat's lair before they notice that they were missing, that it's good to know that the Thundercats also have flickering lights. So in the future, storms and thunder will affect electricity, even in the Cat's lair. He's like, yeah, the power. And then Lina goes, where are the, is he called them the kittens? Where are the kittens? And Snarf says, I don't know. I have enough to worry about watching after you. <laughs> The power's out. Switch to standby generator. This is no ordinary storm. I'm going to check the monitors. Hey, Snarf, where are the Thunder Kittens? Well, you know, I don't know. Don't I have enough trouble looking after you? I mean, we we just saw in. I mean, not that we want to bring up that episode again, but the Minecrats, Minecraft, Snarf went out in the pitch black darkness to find Lionel. But forget it, Wily can't Wily cat trash. <laughs> Don't bother Snarf. Don't bother Snarf with worrying about those kittens. No, I just he was having a moment. He was kind of curled up by the window when when the lightning scared him and everything kind of started to happen. So maybe he, he was just cranky. He was tired. Wily Kit and Wily Cat are on their space boards. It gets destroyed by this you know, by the the attack of the, the giant's magic, the rock giant's magic. This is kind of all done off camera, and we're just assuming the third Earth is just reacting to this presence of this evil force coming out. So the storms, the winds, everything is blowing. Yeah, and, and they are in a forest, the forest, and the lightning is striking and all the trees, and they're, commu they're having issues communicating with Cat Slayer because of the magnetic fields, and the storm is really messing with all of their equipment. This is when you first 
first hear Mumra's like voice over the sky with Thundercat. Yeah. <laughs> with Wily Kid and Wily Cat. We can clearly feel his supernatural fury. He has this commentary the whole episode. You know, remember when like Janet, the the new the new thing of uh, the new version of what was it, Heal the World or whatever, with Michael Jackson's part, and she was over like overseeing like over the people singing. We are like, the world. Put, we are the world. They superimposed like her in another in another room. Mumra is like talking over all the stuff that's happening. I don't know if they're trying to like what he's doing over by where the rock giant is, or he's seeing them and like, mm, I'm just going to make a commentary about all of it. I took it both ways too, right? Like, yes, is this just a voiceover that Mumra's saying and we're not supposed to hear it in front of them? But it does almost seem like it's coming from the sky and he's doing the loudspeaker and annou- doing his announcement. Orchestrating it all. Yeah, he's Orchestra, yes, the maestro. Lionel, when he does get reached by the kittens, he says, you're in the forest? That's the worst place to be when it's lightning. Cat's lair! Wily Cat calling! Lionel! Anthro! Jitara! Anybody! Come in, Wily Cat! Where are you? Where are you? Our space boards broke down! We're in the forest! You're in the forest? Under the trees? Get out into the open! Under a tree is the worst place! And again, a lion is a boy trapped in a man's body, so... Most men are, really, Ryan, let's be honest. This is true. Well, you have two grown men talking about a cartoon that they watched in the 80s. And here we are! You better cut that part. I don't want these people I'm like, you're right, I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. <laughs> So is he lying? Or is he smarter than, or just more knowledgeable? Because I always took it that he was younger than the kittens, and that when he grew up, he just so happened to, you know, grow into this man. But but Lionel is just super intelligent. Maybe maybe he's just a quick learner with everything. He had to grow up fast. He's a Lord of the Thundercats. At this point, how many trials has he gone through? Two. The Chitara trial was right before this, which we skipped. The trial of speed. Although we're still in that mindset, David. Of, is that really happening at this point? Is it is it just the continuity issues? I mean, because I'm still reading that those were supposed to be the season one finale episodes, which makes so much more sense. Well, because oh my god, let's not go off on a tangent, Ryan. But <laughs> that's the thing, because end of every trial, he's they're like Panther is waiting for you now, or whatever. Chitar is yes. waiting for you, so it's supposed to be in sequence. So what? Strike what I said from the record. Just strike it all. He had to. He had to grow up fast. Absolutely. While this is happening, suddenly, Jackalman, who has been flying overhead in the sky cutter, notices the Thunder Kittens and fires at them. Sounds like a sky cutter! Using trick pellets, the twins succeed in throwing the mutant off of his vehicle. And David, Wily Kits pellet this time I, at first i thought maybe it was going to be one of those dinosaur creatures in the trial that we saw but it turned into this thundercat-esque tiger face 
lightning bolt thing that was really powerful because this thing went into water and then followed Jackalman up to the sky cutter. It was very reminiscent of when Mumra had sent the lightning, evil lightning thing to, to get the weapons. The thing that Chitara tried to catch. Yeah, that bolt of lightning. So they end up, David, outsmarting Jackalman and hijacking his ride. And I do love this because it reinforces our jackalmen discussions not as maybe ferocious and he has to hype himself up as the other mutants right so they hijack his ride and i gotta say continuity wise wily cat is actually really good at flying this even though they had like a little issue of trying to figure it out he's definitely improved from earlier episodes when the skyboard was kind of like giving him issues and he's able to do this mutant technology <laughs> really well <laughs> I'll get you, you miserable cops! <laughs> Come on, kid! Did you kind of feel like the rock giant was almost a mystery in his own episode? Like, we got shots of him, but he kind of was just doing things again off camera. Just his presence on Third Earth was causing these things, but it wasn't him, like, really physically, like, attacking anything really too much until the end. He was just basically stomping through, but you have this element. This is something I also wanted to bring up. But you have this element where this is is what gets me sometimes with Mumra. He was... Was awakened by the, the totems of the spirits of evil. He transforms to Mumra, the ever-living. He goes out and he starts to control this ancient creature from the ancient world, the rock giant. He tells him what to do. So Mumra is very powerful, but yet when it comes down to it on certain things, quite often he just fell short. Like it's like, and is it because of his... I just don't get it. Like, if you have the power to control a rock giant, how are you not able to contain a Thundercat without a weapon? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's something, like, I, I just, I, I don't know. This is an episode where I'd say, Mumra, wow, you're able to control this ancient, ancient world creature and command him, but yet, you know, you have problems with, you know. On thunder- a normal basis. Yeah, so, you know. So he is very powerful. I mean, with no denying it. I think the, the the premise, obviously, with Mumra is that no matter what happens, because there's always some smidgen of evil or a lot of evil someplace, he is still empowered, regardless of what it is. But that not that a great default, though, David? That really makes a villain where you could say that they can come back time and time again because of that link to evil. So I think that was smart that they did incorporate that in. But you're right. It's so he could be defeated, but then he does have this build in failsafe that well i am gonna live do what you can to me now So then we get Lionel and Panthro in the Thunder Take trying to get to the Thunder Kittens, right? And all of a sudden, you see that the back of the Thunder Tank and the cannon going up. And I was expecting Chitara to be on there because, you know, she is always ready to shoot things down. I see a sky cutter. Boom! Like, just shoots it down. So they're shooting at Wily Kit and Wily Cat. And then finally, they're like, no, it's us. And then they close up of all their shocked faces. Lionel! It's us! Wily Kit and Wily Cat! Stop shooting! Kit and Cat? What on third earth are they doing in a sky cutter? The engine's cut out! Let's get out of here! 
they end up diving over the edge and getting, you know, like landing enough. But so we get to the end where you had just said he was doing well with the sky cutter, but at the same time, when they crash land, so to speak, Wiley Kit is on her feet, and Wiley Kit does this like awkward tumble and falls because he's just not, he's not there. He's just not there. That's not, that's him. Thank Jaga, you're all right. Sorry we shot at you. We're okay. You know, and it's kind of nice to see because, in a way, it's nice to see that they have faults, too. They're not everything perfect. Like, Chitara always lands a jump, every leap, every this. It's always... She's she's the Olympics, baby. And she could defend Cat's Lair with a stick from David's backyard. I do have five sticks, you know, it's good. But no, you're right. And I love that they do add this continuity. for. So as much as we have issues sometimes, like, well, why didn't this happen when the sword could do this? It's still smart that they are giving them the two identities. You're right. And it's not just generic kids characters. It's They all have their own faults. Like Wiley Kit is a little more, I think she's a little more outgoing, I would say, too, and more bold and willing to try things. I do like that character difference, David. And she turns into Sonic, as we know now. Then, while this is happening, Mumra had used the magic powers to awaken the ancient rock giant and commanded him to destroy the Thundercats. The rock giant obliges and catches the Thunder Tank, shooting massive flames from its mouth at them. The cats barely manage to escape. The giant and flee into the cat's lair. Yeah, what was that? Feels like the whole layer is moving! None of the cat's weapons appear to have any effect on the rock giant as it continues to pelt the Thundercat's fortress with massive bolts, David. And Mumra says, Lasers are nothing for the forces of nature! It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. If you think it's butter, but it's not, it's... his over-the-top commentary from wherever he's perched. That was another overhead shot, right? That was just like... He must be viewing at the viewing pool. (laughs) Your puny technology is no match for the forces of nature. Thunder cancer! (laughs) Your time has come! He's already back in his comfy jammies, his comfy wrap. Yeah, he was. He detransformed. He's back in his his house coat. So it's that the fact that then Mumra has to transform into the ever living, I guess, to do more magic. Like it's almost like Sailor. He has to do the Sailor Moon transformation just to be able to use the you know the chalice to turn into Super Sailor Moon. That's what I get, right? Because he could have just done that as the mummy form. But he does do that sometimes. You know, that's that's kind of where he literally again as soon as they awakened him, the 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 totems, the spirits, he just went up and it's like it's showtime synergy and just transformed right away. It's what he's feeling at that moment. Maybe if he had enough charge as the mummy form. If he's not tired in that moment, he'll transform into the ever-living form. But we also get, David, an appearance from Jaga, and he's not belittling anyone today. Like, he's back to being nice Jaga. He's like, fire and water, Lionel. Fire and water. Figures Lionel's not getting it, and then he's like, heat and cold. (laughs) You know, heat up the rock giant, Lionel. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
he's like, fire and water, heat, Lionel, and ice. Picante <laughs> and caldo, please, Lionel, hot and cold, H and C, campfire and freezer. Lionel's still going, hmm. hmm. He was trying to tell him, why doesn't he just say it? I hate rhymes and riddles when spirits come to visit me. I think he finally did say something like, the ancients only had fire and water. Finally, Lionel gets the idea. Nothing can save you now. There must be something. The ancients had no technology, Lionel. No laser guns, no explosives. Yet they created massive stone structures. All they had was fire and water, Lionel. Jaga, wait! Fire and water. Heat and cold. Heat and cold. Jaga appears to remind Lionel to use the knowledge and wisdom of the ancients. He explains that ancients did not have any form of technology, yet they were able to build massive structures using only fire and water, heat and cold. With a new idea formulated, Lionel faces the rock giant on open ground and heats it up to white hot with a continuous blast from the Sword of Omens. What? What's he doing, Panthro? His sword is feeding heat back into the giant look it's white hot the young lord then causes the giant to fall into the moat under the last drawbridge the expansion of the giant by the sword's heat and rapid contraction by the water causes the rock giant to crumble into pieces eliminating the threat forever which i don't believe because now it's underneath cat's lair as boulders and they could probably form together again <laughs> it's like a steam bath in here great idea lionel the heat expanded him, and the cold water contracted him too fast. He just split apart. How'd you come up with that idea? Oh, just used a little ancient history, I remembered. Well, come in before you catch your death of cold. You look like something the cat dragged in. Oh, oh <laughs> So there's also something that I wanted to mention, two things. First of all, there is a shot of Lionel and he looks gorgeous. I don't it was one of those those shots you see the, the Japanese cartooning like really, really well. He looked I just said, looks so good. And then there's a part when he does do the Thunder Thundercats ho, he calls the to Thundercats to give them their supernatural, you know, up boosts. And Snarf's eyes glow, and I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's something that I never saw that before. I wonder what that was about. I mean, it makes sense because technically he is a Thundercat, right? Like he's part of that team. That's actually a great point, David. Well, what about also the that music? It's it's like the disco theme that they play sometimes. It's the Thundercats theme, but it's more like dun, 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 dun. it's like this very disco-esque theme, and I love it, and I wish they had it as an instrumental somewhere. It's not played all the time, but man, do I love it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that 
because you know we didn't mention that they pull the drawbridge in so to speak or the platform so that the rock giant can't get over to cat's lair do you think that he would have just sat there and just keep him barding or he would have sat there and like to make sure they can never get out of cat's lair if this was a, if this happened differently that's what i almost thought like he was forcing him like the last unicorn into the ocean he was forcing them into cat's lair to kind of keep them in there maybe locked up as a prison unless mumro was going to instruct him to beat it down into the moat break down the lair maybe and what's really funny is that at the end when the rock giant is <laughs> defeated you have mumra who i quote hmm he goes hmm another setback oh well i'll have to try again there's more than one way to skin a cat like he's saying it like he's not saying it like his usual like crazy oh he's like oh no well, oh i'll try again another day you know first you don't succeed dust yourself off and try again he was less like oh well mm, yeah like i'm he's maybe because he was sleeping that the spirits woke him up he really wasn't into it he's like oh, oh my dear. god yeah david he was laughing all the way to the tomb a matter of fact you're right he was in a good mood and i think it's like what you're saying he wasn't involved with this plan so he's just okay he's just like well this, they woke me up for this so that was that's down another temporary setback well i'll just have to try again there's more than one way to skin a cat The trivia, David, for this episode, apart from Jackalman, none of the other mutants appear in this episode. And this episode shows a rare instance of a Thundercat, namely the Thunder Kittens, piloting the mutant Skycutter, which is true, yeah. I actually really liked this episode, David. What did you think about it? I, I enjoyed it, and um, it was, it, the episode went fairly quickly there was no like points where i was like oh my goodness i got a good laugh out of it which i always seem to do it was it was definitely a novel a novel um idea to go this way something coming out that like resurfacing much like when the when they find a harp or they open up a goat demon's temple it's like something coming from the planet like that's been in tune for a while so i enjoyed that shout out to that beautiful picture of lion again nothing bad i can say about it honestly i enjoyed it it's funny because jackalman is the only one in this episode which helps lead us into the next episode which is a jackalman heavy episode well david set it up perfectly why don't we head to our second episode bunglers thundercats There are six Thundercat stickers to collect with special packs of shreddies and shredded wheat. Use them to protect the honor of Thunder. Do you know Only in shreddies and shredded wheat. And now back to Thundercat. Jackalman's Rebellion, David. This is episode 44 of season one with the original air date of November 21st of 1985. Jackalman steals Vultureman's flying machine and attacks Lionel and Panthro in the Thunder Tank. 
So like David was saying, this is two Jackalman episodes. So we have, again, if once you get these writers started, I, they seem to continue with where they left off in a way. Even if it's different writers, you get double Jackalman. Maybe someone said, if we haven't used Jackalman in a while, mm-hmm. give him a show. Give him his own show, his own episode. Tell me your initial thoughts about Jackalman's Rebellion. Did you actually come up with an alternative title for this one? <laughs> I came up with Jackalman done lost his mind. General Jackalman. <laughs> That's the name. Jackalman and his band of side characters. It has to be Jackalman done lost his mind. General Jackalman exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point. That's the title. And you know he was a general, David, because now he has a star on his chest. He gave himself a little gold medal to to be proud of. Little gold star. So Jackalman says you fiends to the other mutants. He was not happy with them. You're gonna do the synopsis, right? But basically this is so we did the emancipation of Volchi. This is not quite the emancipation of Volchi, but I guess we'll say this is the emancipation of Jackie because he basically has had it with the mutants. I think he feels like he's he hasn't had a powerful storyline up until now. So he wants to be in charge. He wants to be recognized for his abilities or what have you. So it's actually, to be perfectly frank with you, I found the fact that I thought Jackalman actually showed a lot of intelligence and being very calculating about the way he did a lot of things. So let's go into this, the synopsis of it, but we'll talk about this as, as you tell us the story. <laughs> Jackalman goes rogue and steals the flying machine. The remaining mutants chase him and the sky cutters in the nosedivers, but fail to catch him. Having outrun his fellow mutants, Jackalman lands the flying machine in a secluded area and enlists the Mole Master and the Driller in his gang. The mutants arrive at the scene, but are no match for General Jackalman and his army. <laughs> Bye-bye, mutants! This time, I'm going solo! <laughs> I don't need Sly, Monkey, or Vulture Man to help me rule further! I'm going to get my own army together, and I'll be the general! General Jackalman! <laughs> this was hysterical because it almost reminds me of that gem episode where... What was it? Was it... It wasn't Stormer? Was it Stormer and Kimber? Yeah, when they, they broke away. They started their own... kicked the keyboard. She had enough because no one was listening to her. Yeah. So this is Jackalman, and who does he get? It's not the Inflamer. He didn't get the Rock Giant. He got the Mole Master and the Driller, who has one line in this episode. A matter of fact, I thought maybe for a little while they didn't remember what the Driller's voice sounded like. What's that? Both underdogs. All three of them really are underdogs. Oh, is that why, David? I felt like he picked underdogs because they would band together. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he thought, you know, I don't know if Jackalman has had a, like a little little file saved up. It seemed like he was actually, you know, looking at this episode, it seems like he was very calculated in, in what he was doing. So maybe he had them on speed dial. I don't know. Call them up on their private <laughs> number. <laughs> He's like, who can 
I called. Maybe called the Mole Master Hotline. I'm sorry. Every time I hear the word Mole Master, I can only think of something sexual like Dominatrix or something. The Mole Master. Like, I, I always go to that. And I don't know why. Because Mole is nothing sexy about that. But no. it's the Master. Like, I'm the Mole Master. It's because you're associating the whip, master, and tigers involved, so you know it has to be kinky. It's like Fifty Shades of Mole Master. <laughs> Mole Master could be making a lot of thunderbucks if he started to do an OnlyFans with, with that. I mean, that, you have the poor driller who Mumra's like, your drill blade will go, will go. <laughs> what did he say? Dull. And you'll be stuck in the planet forever. So yeah, he took time off from being abused from Mumra today. Then you get to the part where the other mutants are chasing Jacqueline. They end up finding the, the flying machine, Vultureman's new invention. I will add, this is the first time I've ever seen Vultureman in a nosediver. So, yes, David! Because he was chasing and he was not going to give up. He was he was finding his machine. Gentlemen, you thief! Why have you stolen my flying machine? So then, faced with the fact that the Mole Master, the Driller, and Jacqueline are against them, they basically know that, you know, they're outmatched. So, Monkey and says, I believe he says, this is mutiny. And then Slide says something like, D don't you have any loyalty? And I was like, I put in thing, don't you have any loyalty? They don't have loyalty to each other at all. The balls, David. And literally, Monkey and's balls that he just got a few episodes ago. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, they're worrying about, yeah, they're learning about loyalty. Loyalty? Traitor! Uh, uh, this is mutiny, Jackalman! Uh, uh, don't you have any loyalty? We're meant to be allies! A team! Ah, my loyalty is to me, Slide! Me! I'm going to conquer this miserable planet! Me, General Jackalman! <laughs> I shall rule Third Earth, and nothing you can do will stop me! Oh, no! No! So I have a question for you, Ryan. Radical Ryan Hunter. Where is Vultureman's cutoff switch on these new devices? <laughs> Maybe he didn't build them this time because it took him so long to... He's like, I proved my point. Instead of having them blow up, he should have just had a cutoff switch. Like, yes! Like a not start switch, right? Yeah. I know that they are putting those kill switches in cars now for, I guess, for like police chases and various things. Technology. Technology. The latest in mutant technology. Speaking of technology, David, well, the time you hear this, Bunglers, it's going to be probably two months later. They actually are talking about three unidentified aircrafts in this <laughs> episode. And here in the U.S., we just had four unidentified aircrafts. So this is totally on topic for us in 2023. Three unidentified aircraft at 10 o'clock. Taking evasive maneuvers. I see the parallels, you know? What do they say? Art, life imitates art or art imitates life? Yeah. Something, something like that. I also want to note that I said Jacqueline was very clever. He had salvaged a weapon from the Rat Star when Vulture Man wasn't looking, he said. I'm telling you, this made me have more respect for him as a bad guy, knowing that he hid a weapon from the Rat Star from Vulture Man, that he was plotting this this whole time, and he t seized his opportunity. Give me a hand with this thing. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Watch that! The Veracannon! I salvaged it from the Rat Star when Vultureman wasn't looking! To me, other than his actual cowardice, which is very evident as far as, although he did, again, kind of overcome that because there was a scene where he was battling with Lino and he kept trying to strike him over and over again, despite the fact that he was being pushed back by, you know, Lino's actions. He just really, he really went out of his comfort zone. Isn't that funny to say? And then the other thing is, can't you just take that weapon from the Rat Star Thundercats and incorporate that into your weapon tree? Because you need some help upgrading. Those cat eyes never You're shoot right. anything down, never do anything. And I love that the, the laser that they had was just hidden in a bush david he said he put it there and when vulture man wasn't looking like my children that actually does show genius <laughs> we, we, we we ate that bag of hershey's kisses when you weren't looking god forbid you go to the bathroom for for five ten minutes <laughs> but you ain't heard that from me because i ain't one to gossip this is actually, by the way, a reunion episode because we get Wolos, we get a unicorn as well, David, and we get lots of Chitara, so... I wrote the old tie-up-the-unicorn-to-get-your-attention Thundercat trick. <laughs> I mean, has this not been done before? Yes. <laughs> but it works. But what did you think about Chitara riding that unicorn? Well, first of all, she's faster than the unicorn, but I guess she has to guide the unicorn away. I also wrote when... They they, the Thundercats are involved with the whole shenanigans going on and the fighting with the other mutants and this and that. There's a part where they're headed away. Are they headed toward Cat Slayer? Yeah, they're headed toward Cat Slayer. And they say to Chitara, can you reach the Mole Mask before he reaches the forest? And Chitara goes, gentlemen, place your bets. Trouble in Sector 10. I'll check it out. Easy now. Easy. We'll soon have you free. That was great. I just love that. That was really great. And she runs. And she's there in the forest. Yeah, a moment later. But they also, David, we get a few Chitara moments as well where she's talking to herself. And she says, strange. Monkey and usually doesn't do things alone like this. It's not like Jackalman to operate without the other mutants. I wonder where they are. I love that, David. I love that even Chitara is taking note of this. And then later on, she says, something strange is going on out there when she returns to Gad's lair. There's something strange going on out there. Yeah, we know. Jackalman's army. And you don't get much stranger than that. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's operating in Sector 3 now. The Wolos! Oh, this is, yeah, this is... The underdogs. Yeah, the underdogs are coming. I love that all of the creatures of Third Earth seem to always have a snarky comeback. <laughs> That's so you can say that because you're a Thundercat. We have no... Well, they're still helping you, fool. They're still helping you. Why you always gotta be like that? Yes, well, we're a weak Wolo or, or Balkan or whatever they are. And I'm like, but, but, dude... They're helping you. It's not their fault they didn't get there in time. I agree. Wasn't pre-planned. General Jackalman will destroy us if we don't submit to his rule. General Jackalman? Yeah, yeah. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Easy for you to say that, Snuff. You've got the Thundercats to protect you. And we'll protect you too, Bulkin. 
you know, it's 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 two oh, it's two o'clock. We were supposed to be there to stop them at one thirty. They don't know that Wolo or whatever you are, you pain in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a Wolo. It was a Wolo. Although Balkans are very similar, <laughs> they are. Well, here's the thing. Jackalman's plan was to go sector by sector to take over Third Earth. So he was going to go for the weakest and then finally uh, confront the Thundercats, thinking he would have the upper hand because he had Vulturman's new flying machine and the Mole Master and the Driller. Now, if he was smart, he would have told Slythe and Monkeyan, well, because you really can't trust them anyway, he would have said, why don't you join all of us and together we'll create a bigger army. The Legion of Doom. Exactly. I just want to say there also a part when Lino was fighting Monkeyan and a few other th- bad guys and he broke free of the force field and he, with a roar and it was very sexy. I'm just going to say it. I was having a moment. I wasn't bad. Oh I was my God. These three episodes between the sexy picture of him and then that roar that I haven't heard him do before. It was doing it for me. I need to, I need to find this picture and put the roar to it too. <laughs> we need to find this for the radical bunglers. Oh, three. They were, Monkey was using his shield that shoots out something and the, and the, and the, I think it was Sly's like spear thing, but yeah, just a little note. I heart you, Lionel. So, Chitara goes after Mole Master. Chitara, can you catch Mole Master before he reaches the forest? Gentlemen, place your bet. Tiger pursues the driller, and Lionel chases after Jackalman himself. As the Thundercats are battling the three villains, the remaining mutants... Slive, Monkey, and Vulture Man attack Lionel while he's battling Jackalman. As they try to wrench the Sword of Omens from Lionel, the young lord manages to summon his friends who send the mutants fleeing. A switch, by the way, Monkey and says, Wait for me, mutants! <laughs> Looks like we overdid it with the help. Oh, I don't know. You can never have too many friends. <laughs> Wait for me, mutants! <laughs> I wonder what will happen to Jackalman now. One thing's for sure. He's run out of friends this time. Justice. Truth. Honor. And especially, loyalty. Thundercats! I really do think the driller is going to need some diamonds after this. Diamonds! Yes, he is going to need some diamonds. And I gave him the diamonds, Mumra would say. (laughs) The best, the best. I paid him the money. We actually get a very Mumra moment because after they're going to have their wrap-up and the laugh, Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat go, what's going to happen to Jackalman now? Well, why don't we watch them in Castle Plundar? What happened? I love it. I literally wrote the same thing. I went, so they're watching the mutants in Castle Plundar. That's very Mumra of them. I literally wrote that in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see a show like this every day. (laughs) boy i'd hate to be in his shoes (laughs) it's no more than he deserves yeah imagine how we'd feel if liono went off on his own or tigra or panthro or chitara we'd never forgive them (laughs) 
No mention of poor old Snarf, I notice. Snarf, yeah. Hey, Snarf, take a look at this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call a real good ending. <laughs> come from david this camera in there did they put it in one of the last times that they were went to rescue somebody because damn i don't think that's part of the code of Vondera. loyalty obsessively watching people from afar <laughs> that don't know you're recording them voyeurism friendship voyeurism <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then what actually happens because we see wiley kit and wiley can snarf watching it but jackalman's kind of sitting at the table with them like it's all is forgiven and then all of a sudden do they come and tickle him or do they throw things at him i couldn't tell it looked at first that they were going to lift him up and tickle him which i know is probably not and then he kind of ran away and they were throwing things at the table at him <laughs> they were having a mommy dearest moment get me the axe tickle him christina chuckle yeah, the you're going to clean this floor you're gonna clean it chuckleman no hangers ever no wire hangers chuckleman ever <laughs> Scrub, Jackalman, scrub! They were having the mommy dearest moment with him. So that's what's going to happen. And evidently the Thunder Kittens are going to be recording it. And they got the biggest kick out of it. They were just like, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Cats! <laughs> you know, laugh. <laughs> laugh. Add the laugh. Beat him! Beat him up! <laughs> Put him on the four winds. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't. Do you have any parting feelings for this before we get into our bunglers, David? I, again, really liked it. I think it was a great idea to have these, uh, as we were saying, the underdogs of the mutants uh, and the driller and the mole master come out. What about the queen that screams from the ice queen? Didn't she? Tatar. She's... I think she's done, though. Didn't she die? Just screams, my Marietta bed! (laughs) Her her special power is to annoy people. Yeah, like, scream at them. But so, did you enjoy the episode, David? I really liked it, but I just want to say, bring in the queen. She will talk down to you for hours and ruin your self-esteem. That is her power. Oh, well, then Mumra needs to hire her for his, his driller meetings. Tell him he's useless. I like... <laughs> Tell him Mumra sent you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that Jackalman took took to arms and was smart enough to outsmart them. And they didn't think that he could possibly do that. That's what I got from it. Like, they were actually genuinely upset because they didn't think that he was capable of doing this. Even though they would do it to somebody in a heartbeat. So, yeah. And, of course, there was that sexy war from Lionel. Oh. <laughs> and sex sells around here, David. <laughs> Trivia? Jackalman's costume is slightly different in this episode than his normal appearance, as we noticed. He has a star on his chest buckle and wears a fur-lined boot. I didn't notice that. He's got boots with the fur? The All the mutants were looking at her. She hit the floor. <laughs> Next she you know, Jackalman got low, 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 low. <laughs> we didn't know he had those on. It was good. <laughs> We learned from this episode that the Thundercats have some sort of live video feed from inside Castle Plundar. Okay. Which makes sense, but it doesn't seem Thundercat-esque, right? To me, this would seem like, oh, this is wrong, Lionel. I think Snarf would like it, one. And I see Chitara eating some popcorn, waiting in the mirror for, for Wizra to come back. And she's eating popcorn, looking at this mirror. What are they doing? Oh, my God. Can you believe them? Can you just believe them? And that one? She's got the mirror reflected back. That one caught me in a net. He's going to die. 
one day. I'm going to take this staff and shove it so far up his bleep. That. I would love that because she would seem like the one that would watch, right? And kind of be like, hmm, those mutants. And then the last thing is, know. while Vulture Man usually pilots the flying machine, which, by the way, is the weakest name for this thing, the flying machine. I didn't know that was literally the name of it, the flying machine. In the episode, he is shown driving the nosediver, which is Slythe, usually. And Slythe was actually on a sky cutter, which was a reversal. So that's great. Let's get to our biggest bungler. Bungle, 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 bungle. You bungler! Once again! You have failed. You bungled it. <laughs> the rock giant, I would say to me, it was Jackalman only because he was used as he was used as a just a way for them to get the vehicle, and really that was it. Because the rock giant did pretty well. Mumra took things in stride, right? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I have to think about this one for a moment. Let's go to the next one. The next episode. Okay, so Jackalman's Rebellion. And honestly, trouble with this one as well. Because I think everyone really played their cards well. I mean, I guess you could say Jackalman only because... It didn't work out in the end. Again, so is it double Jackalman or is it, are you, are you blaming one of the other mutants for not appreciating him? No, I, I think the biggest bungler in general is the group because they gave up very easily. They're very cowardice. And so so I think that if they were smarter, like the driller, the driller could drill into the ground and come back up underneath the Thundercat. Right. That these people could have, uh, you know, ragtag bunch of creatures could have done differently. However, they did seem like they were in in unison, which is very different than the mutants are. Because I guess it, because they are underdogs. It's like they kind of, they didn't fight amongst themselves or think one was better than the other. R- yes, yes, which is something that happens with the mutants. Which is the, one of the reasons why the mutants always fail. And Mumra fails, I believe, too. Because they are cocky. And they should not be. I'm going to say Jackalman overall. But no, I don't want to say Jackalman. I'm going to say them as a group. They're, they're All three okay. of them bungled the whole plan. Or, oh, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm taking that back. You put you leave this in, but I'm taking that back. It is Monkeyan and Slive and Vultureman are the biggest bunglers. Because instead of putting their differences aside and saying, Jackalman, you have a plan. We're going to take the Thundercats. We'll, we'll go along with you. What do you think about that one? That is good, actually. That's a big bungle because they had the opportunity, even though Jackalman wanted to be called General Jackalman, it could have, even if Slide said to Monkey, we'll take back the reins of power once he does this. Yes, 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 yes. Not once did they say, oh, Jackalman, let's just work together. We all want to get rid of the Thundercats or whatever. So I'm going to say that it was the rest of the mutants that bungled it and treating him so poorly, even though like making him go into air ducts, making him be like the, you know, <laughs> Now, so the other the other mutants caused this rift in their group to begin with. At least they gave him a compliment, saying he was the thinnest of them all. <laughs> mirror, mirror. For me, that would be a comp- good compliment. As far as the first episode that we were talking about, default, the default would be would have to be Jacqueline because really nobody messed up anything particularly horrible. No, th- right? Nothing happened like that. So I'll say this. I'm going to say he bungled it because during this storm, instead of thinking he was going to seize the opportunity to 
go after the Thunder Kittens. He should have just minded his own business because then he gave them, essentially, they were able to take his Sky Cutter and use it to save themselves where he could have had, you know, Lion-O and Panthro going all over the place to try to find them. Right. So, Jackalman, you bungled, you bungled, and then the rest of the mutants bungled. But you're all mutants, so you're all bunglers. And at least Mumra didn't get to be the bungler today. I like that. Because he was just in great spirits, and we don't want to ruin his mood. We don't want to bring down Mumra's mood, y'all. <laughs> He's like, mm, whatever. So, David, do you think we made up for Macrats, McCricks, Macrats, and bunglers? Do you hate the way I say that? When I was editing last Mick month's Crits. episode. McCrits. 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 I have to think of McGriddles. McGriddle. I think we made up for it. I hope. I hope we stayed enough on track. Uh, David and I actually were having a few technical difficulties while we were recording this. So hopefully you guys won't even notice out there. But we yeah, sure do. Yeah, pretty bad. We were freezing up a lot. I don't know what's going on with the internet. But maybe it's those unidentified flying objects that we got going all over the place. Oh my god, yeah, we <laughs> Thundercats fans, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We're getting closer to the season one finale. You can always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word, and our Thundercats only fans. Instagram. Thundercats1985 reviews one word on Instagram. Links are always in the description below. And David. Oh, ho. Who you calling a ho? <laughs> okay, so bunglers, it is time for our listener mail. My source tells me maybe your source. She even looks older. How dare you say that to me? I didn't think Lionel was like that. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. <laughs> There's another thing. According to my source, I did it for the money. And I paid the money. Are you sure your source is on our side? You got thunder, 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 cat mail. And keep your foot off that blasted Sommel flan. Do you still love that monkey in Jingle, David? <laughs> <laughs> As time goes on, you know, we may have to do some updates, but according to my sources, it's fine right now. Well, you know what? I feel like as we go on, David, we're going to have more quotes that probably hit us, not the way that the writers intended, and just probably have us hysterical. So that can be added to the mail call. Okay, so we have three familiar faces in our mailbag, David. Let's start with Dear Matesh. So this was from a previous episode. Of course, Thundercats fans, this happens when we have to catch up with recording. But Matesh says, to my retro brothers the ravishing ryan and the dashing david thank you for two more great episodes when you asked about what would be a good special end of the year show but even though it's season two you could do my favorite thundercats ho the movie which is in fact the first five episodes of season two and that would be fantastic it is very selfish of me to ask no kmatesh there's no selfishness here but it's a family favorite in our home oh 
I love that. And even though it is cheating doing a season two early, you have another five-parter, Mumra Lives, straight after the New Year's to do. Anyway, if this is too much, we could do a top 10 Thundercats best episodes voted by the Bunglers. Oh, I like that. I too. I always have my Thundercats list ready for you retro brothers. Or who was the biggest bungler in season one? Or a clip of all of David's amazing singing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I love that. I love that. Or why Wizra makes us all feel so good. <laughs> mm, mm. Did you look at him? Did you look at him? Uh, more ideas. A top 10 which T-Cat villain and which one was the biggest bungler. Or we could have a discuss of the journey of the characters have made and evolved in season one. That's all. I mean, these are all great ideas. That's off the top of his head. Lion, Snarf, Slive, and Mumra. Who they were and are now at the end of season one. Just following Lionel's journey could be interesting. I'll take a breath now, but I do have other ideas. The bunglers need to unite and give you lots of ideas and concepts to consider. Until next time, Retro Brothers, ho love Matesh. What are you feeling about these ideas? I think they're all within themselves. Each one is pretty, pretty brilliant and spot on because yeah. they yeah. really would tie in a lot of things and uh, definitely our brand. So this is definitely something that we would, you know, like to do. I mean, I honestly, I mean, we could we could take all these ideas and just do little specials here and there. Honestly, that's true, David. That that could be like bonus episodes. And I really do hope that we work up to that because I know the Thundercats fans are thirsty for more a month. Maybe this is a way to fill them up. Yeah, I mean, even if we, when we do take like little breaks here and there, we could have like a, a special too. This is kind of, listen, they're great ideas. They're great ideas. I I'm mean, Matej, these are fantastic ideas. And honestly, I mean, if we did catch up because we are finishing the first season in December, <laughs> which is so crazy to say, we could actually do the Thundercats Ho first five episodes like we did the Lionel anointment trials because that would get us five into season two meet the new Thundercats if there are some possibly and because um, I'm not one to gossip Matesh stay tuned for these ideas mixed around maybe added into other episodes or bonuses like David said now let's go to another familiar lovely face and this is Leah our Australian bungler Leah is always 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 commenting and listening and just being so wonderful to us so thank you again Leah she says hello David and Ryan this is just what I needed after catching a rather nasty cold and I've been waiting all month for it. I feel so bad. Every time we do these mail things, Leah's waiting like a month for these episodes to drop. Personally, I blame the host, especially the main one who has calls himself <laughs> radical something. <laughs> Why does he call himself that? Leah says, Terrible to hear what happened with the shirts. This is our bungler shirts that got pulled. Such a shame as it was awesome. I'm so glad that I can comment on your videos and I will absolutely be watching a bunch more very soon. They are fabulous. I'm glad to make your jobs easier with the audio. Just tell me when you need the next set. So Thundercats fans, if anyone doesn't know, Leah has been supplying us with the Thundercats episodes lately for all audio and this is just such a big help for us and even on our main show leah has been sending the movies in audio form so little old radical
Michael Ryan doesn't have to scour the internet for hours to try to find these clips. Oh my the god. Black market to have to find things. So Leah has a bunch of notes. The emancipation of Vulci. <laughs> ah. Can he spread his bungles in wider circles? Keep bungling on in new places like Sky Tomb. Sky Tomb. It also might sound like a Shira location. Go to Sky Tomb, Adora. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like uh, Thunderdome in uh, Mad Max. <laughs> Tina Turner, Thunderdome. So Mumra the Everlasting Eavesdropper with his crystal ball pool. Bolts of Evil. That was something that came up. <laughs> evil Mummy Halitosis Awaits. <laughs> which is so true. Jackalman in event. Maybe we should put a dog crate at the other end and try to catch him. Bad, Jackalman, bad. Now you're scaring the kittens. Mumra's <laughs> time will come to be unwrapped and put on display. <laughs> Leah also asks, how did Snarf get out of the vent? That was something we were talking about when Snarf was trying to get to the Sword of Omens. Like, how did he, did he just go through the door? But, hmm. Fat Snarfs get fatter. <laughs> Oh, this was happy birthday to the five-year-old. This was for David's little boy. This is little Matthew. Thank you. He's uh, he's he's a trip. My creeps, my crots, McCrits. Keep going. Davita with real mirror action. Hopefully <laughs> not with those hands, arms actions that are just awkward. Because the LJN figures used to they, their hands used to go up and down. Had <laughs> chops. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yes. or something. Oh. So the, she says, what fruit is that? Talking about our meat fruits. Fruit meat, candy meat. <laughs> our bungling bunglers bungle this bungling episode's bungling name. This was my Kratz. Maybe Monkeyan is getting his girl in the tree slash girl it is the tree time. And that's why he's missing from this episode. I mean, where does he go? Where does he go when he's not around? We're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Does he have a very um, progressive monkey girlfriend? While you might have bungled bungled the name you absolutely did not bungle this episode it was marvelous now on to my next month of waiting <laughs> leah lovely leah oh lovely leah you can reach management at ryan hunter studios send all complaints to the radical retro rewind instagram <laughs> so he hates me when you're not around <laughs> and then we also have our new friend zach who is just a Thundercats expert in his own accord. And he too um, has some little words to, to bring up. So he finished listening to our episode and it actually made him rewatch Tight Squeeze and the, the McCrats, Mycrats, McCreets. Bum, 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 loving it. McCreet McDonald's. <laughs> Zach says he's forgotten how well animated and directed Tight Squeeze was, and it was a real standout in the stretch of season one episodes, which we really enjoyed it as well. He says lots of details like Chitara wheeling in the welding torch. Oh, that's right. That's because Panthro was gonna try to un undo that door by uh, like welding. Slythe crouching in the thunder tank or Lionel's body checking Mumra as he's firing on Snarf. <laughs> that was really great too. I also I also love David's new title. Vulture Man is a true diva. Mariah may have met her match. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> that, oh, that, so 
don't know, huh? The emancipation of Volchi really did give me life. So also, he notes, something that struck me while re-watching was how empty Cat's lair is most of the time. The mutants were lurking around for hours, disappearing, Chitara, and then Panthro, and then Lionel never even noticed. So that is true. The, the Cat's lair is gigantic. It does seem like a lot of times that they either, either they're all out or or the twins will just be left, or Snarf will just be left, so clearly, yes, mutants could actually break in and be hiding, and they're just like, oh, have you checked the the sword chamber? <laughs> Is there anyone in there today? Zach, Leah, Matesh, we can't thank you enough for just interacting with us. Supporting supporting no one wants to play with us ever so the fact that all three of you are sending comments just giving us love it means so much to us and stay tuned because maybe we'll do some of these these matesh bonus ideas just like we said stretch throughout or maybe a big episode with these you can be our muse you're our muse you're all your muses are they olivia newton john muses from xanadu listen i've been so many people's muses so now i can i can be mused <laughs> David was painted like one of your French girls on the Titanic. He was amused. <laughs> Thank you for everyone for sending the mail to us. And until next time, we will be anxiously awaiting your comments and your the things that you've noticed. Thank you. Yes.